Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is season two, our exploration of uh, personal connections to older movies and TV. Uh, Does It Hold Up is season two's theme. Uh, this week, we are talking about A Brave Little Toaster. It's episode two, uh, or season two, episode 17. Uh, and we have an awesome panel with me today. Uh, first up, uh, my good friend in uh, Southeast Portland is Mr. Anthony Lopez. Hey, so excited to be here. Uh, and also joining us today, uh, one half of the Double Clicks, who have a new album coming out this week at Laser M. Weber, Laser M. Weber on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Laser Weber. Hello, it's me. What's up, Lays? How's it been? <laughs> uh, it's been great. I I did watch the Brave Little Toasters, so I'm I'm full of fear. But yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm generally I'm doing great. The new album's great. Everybody, go buy it. Yeah. So uh, uh, you're. Uh, you're one half of the nerd folk duo, the Double Clicks. Uh, I like to think I'm 55% of the band. Oh, shit. Got controlling yeah. shares, controlling interest. You know? <laughs> that was a smart yeah. move originally to yeah. sign up for... And 55 yeah. is aggressive. 51 would have gotten you enough, but you were like, I yeah. want I want to own you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, I can't so- wait for the biopic of you two when it's like really comes down to the shares and who's going to control that extra 4%. Yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be a great movie. Or, or what's going to happen is, uh, I hope this doesn't happen, but at some point, if you were to die first, your sister's yeah. going to rewrite all of the album credits. That she, so she is the author of everything. Oh shoot! Not yeah. again. You have I to have been secretly her. taking her off of songwriting credits because she doesn't do the paperwork. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Well, uh, so you're 55 percent of the duo, the Double Clicks, and you, uh, yeah. you guys are putting out your. What is this? Fourth, fifth studio album? I think it might be our sixth album. Sixth it's, album. It's called it? "The Book Was Better" and it's great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and where would people go to? Uh, well, this will be out on Wednesday. So where would people go to pre-order slash order this, depending on when they listen? I uh, go to the doubleclicks.com, but it's everywhere. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on Google Play. Probably nobody knows how to use it. But it's on the Pirate Bay. It's probably on Kazam. <laughs> it's <laughs> get on that Napster, baby. Oh yeah. man. It's been leaked. It's um, been leaked to LimeWire. And then you're going to be on tour like all summer. Correct. Wow. Well, so much uh, so much going on. I'm very excited about uh, about the book was better. Um, Me too. What is the... Uh, some, sometimes your albums have have some theminess to it. Is sure. There a, yeah, what was your inspiration for this record? This, this album we wrote after a year of us taking a break from both the band and kind of the internet. So it's kind of an exploration of things that happen when you're not on Twitter, like going outside or going roller skating or just like even just looking at somebody in their face. Do you uh, feel like that's going to be alienating to your fan base that likes the internet? Correct. Yes. That's what we're hoping. Um, although after President Snakes, I don't know if the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. People love that guy. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like President Snakes uh, is what uh, scared me off the internet entirely for a sure. period of time. So. I th- you know, maybe we should all... We could all use some time being scared off the internet. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm very excited about that. Uh, uh, double clicks, uh, the doubleclicks.com, which, yeah. look, if you ever want to get a billion dollars, lose the the. I, I, you know, I don't listen to Justin Timberlake's advice anymore. He burned me one time, so. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, um, he told you to cry him a river, and you, that was a terrible idea? I got really de- dehydrated. It was bad. <laughs> it was a bad day. Did he, did he look at you and go, one suggestion, drop the the. 
Just that's yeah. double clicks. Said. It's cleaner. That's what I just said. That's that's a whole reference. That was just the beginning of the it, riff. Oh, I was. I, I'm reading Game of Thrones spoilers over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Please don't let us interrupt you. Yeah, I would hate to. I would hate to be uh, uh, slowing down that. Apparently, it's not good, but we don't have time to talk about it because um, we're talking about Brave Little Toaster, the 1987 animated film, um, not from Disney. But uh, kind Disney of got it Disney. later, I think. But yeah. Uh, so uh, I believe the story. I was just reading about this. The story is that Disney was originally going to make it, and then they bailed. And so they gave it to Hyperion Animation, which was like a spinoff from a few former Disney execs. And they were like, we'll give you this movie that we've done a lot of pre-work on, and we'll give you one third of what we would have budgeted ourselves to make the movie. So oh, they like helped produce it kind of secretly a little bit. Um, but And then they also helped distribute it. Yeah, I mean, this was this was sort of like the infamous time in Disney animation. You know, this was like... The sort of the real dark ages when like the nine old men had all left and like the animation was getting lower and lower and the you had people like Tim Burton and Brad Bird and John Lasseter working there all slowly getting fired or pushed out. Um, Well, so this was originally man. I have so many like fun background stories about this that I read this morning. But uh, this was originally Lasseter pitched this to Disney as the first CG movie. He wanted to make this a, a, a computer animated film. And they said no, and then later fired him. But like you can see, and also apparently this had like a ton of f- future Pixar people involved in it. And Interesting. Oh well, that makes perfect sense. Doesn't it make sense? So if if you feel like you do not like the Brave Little Toaster, and I also feel that way, one thing that can help you feel better about it is this is the first draft of Toy Story. Yeah. Well, technically, if you if you want to get real nerdy about it, you could say this is you know like. The first draft before the real... Because you, you know they, like, uh, Toy Story was completely animated and uh, by, like, a bunch of notes that Disney had that they wanted Pixar to do. And they made a complete movie that was so terrible that they scrapped it and redid all of it. No, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, there's another version of Toy Story that's really bad when Woody's, like, an asshole because that's what, like, the Disney oh, yeah. execs... Disney execs said what kids want is like a, a fucking cowboy with tood. Uh, well, I mean, so they, clearly like, this whole movie was based yeah. on the theory that kids want all the characters to be assholes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> kids love it when people are mean to them. They love being abandoned by their fathers and begging for their <laughs> approval. Um, Who doesn't? So, <laughs> um, so is... Okay, so I, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I should have Googled this beforehand. But I also feel like the Lampy was um, clearly a predecessor to the Pixar lamp. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I mean, he, he is uh, similar, and a lot of the same people were involved. And he's got eyes. Yeah, he's got eyes. He's a lamp. I don't see what else you need. Case closed, internet. I don't even need I to mean, Google this. If he sat, if he jumped on a single eye this entire movie, I would be with you, but he doesn't, <laughs> you know? Let me tell um, you something. Let me tell you something about that Luxo Jr., that little lamp guy, all right? Oh, yeah, Luxo. Swedish design, yeah. not going to be that American garbage like this lamp is. That's um, a lamp you'd love it if it followed you home. Not this lampy. Yeah, I'm not not a big fan of this lampy fella. Really? Man, what a bunch of dicks. Okay, so let's okay, so let's take it back a second. 
we're yes. ta- we're going to talk about Brave Little Toaster, and the reason we're talking about it is because Laser, this was your choice for does it hold up? You get you had a bunch of cool things you're very excited about, and I picked this yeah. out of the lineup, but this was one of them. We didn't get to watch the Drew Carey show, and I'm pretty mad. I would. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so my reasons for not picking the Drew Carey show, as much as I would love to, is that it's just, TV is just a lot more work, and uh, comedy about comedy is also hard. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but I would love what to What if by it. the Drew Carey show, you just meant The Price is Right? Like, if that's what I called The oh. Price is Right from now on, just and, The Drew and- Carey Show. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, okay, so if we said it's The Drew Carey Show, and you watched Price is Right, and Laser, you watched the original Drew Carey show, and then I just watched Who's Line, and then yeah. we all had a conversation oh, yeah. as if we'd watched the same thing. Ryan Stiles, am I right? Oh, man. That yeah. guy's so tall. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, how much is dish soap? I'm trying to get an honest answer. That. <laughs> I'm just... Do people... Oh, man, you know what I want? I want someone on The Price is Right who's like the Jeopardy guy right now, who's like, I've got a strategy. I, have, I will beat The Price is Right I, no one can compete with me in the prices, right? I feel like some people do that, right? They go on, they've like done the math and stuff. I guess you don't get to keep winning if you win once. You just go no. get your showcase yeah. showdown. Maybe that's the problem. You have to kill Drew Carey. Yeah, that's just how it works. Going. That's how he he killed Bob Barker. That's how he got the job. Yeah. And pe- yep, it was weird. And people weird felt day. okay about it. Apparently, he was kind of a dick. It was Bob's time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, so he had also gotten a little cocky. So I okay. So uh, but we we're watching this yeah, because that, it was that Happy Gilmore money went straight to his head. Yeah, he had a movie credit. He got very confident. All right. So Laser, what? <laughs> yes. Why did you? Why did you put Brave Little Toaster on your list? What did this mean to you as a kid? So, sure. Well, like a lot of things, Brave Little Toaster created a lot of fear in my life that I, <laughs> that stays with me to this day. I feel like like a lot of movies from the late 80s and early 90s, it just it just kind of showed you like the real problem in life is going to be quicksand. Yes, right. Yeah, um, certainly yeah. a big concern in wherever they are, like New Jersey was like, well, what about quicksand? Yeah, I think I think what I what I remember from the movie is the brave little toaster. I remember fire. Um, I remember the terrifying clown. Uh, oh, my God. The cool fire the clown is. And I, I I watched it as a kid, but I really didn't remember what the plot was or anything. I just like Brave Little Toaster. That's like a good one. And that toaster is cool as heck. So Yeah. Yeah, Toaster yeah. is kind of fun. Um but still kind of a dick. Like that moment where the where Blanky is trying to find somebody to cuddle with. Correct. And and it gets uh shunned by all the uh the mean ones and it goes over to Toaster and we we just assumed surely Toaster being the nice one We'll cuddle with Blanky, and Toaster's like, eh, get a room. Like, yeah, I don't know. Was Toaster particularly brave compared to anybody else? It was more of an ensemble piece, really. <laughs> well, he does, you know, throw himself into the gears at the end. That's true. He gets his face uh, Which mashed. is a pretty brave thing to do. But the, like, everybody has been brave at that point, right? Yeah. That was just, yeah. it's, it was the Toaster's turn to sacrifice himself for the team or herself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what would be like a, a worse fate, like willingly taking a lightning bolt or jumping into a gear thing. So, uh, or I climbing bol- up a tree, like yeah. as, as a vacuum. Also, yeah, taking a lightning bolt when, as far as I can tell, it doesn't matter if you're plugged in or not anyway. Correct. They're real loose <laughs> about how much power they need for this whole business. Honestly, the rules of this universe really bothered me. Yeah, you know but- what, man. 
Cinema Sins is gonna tear this movie a new <laughs> asshole. Let me tell you. The IMDb <laughs> trivia plot holes page. Oh is man, novel. I man, I bet that is actually really good. I want to see that. Um, uh, so you watched this as a kid, and it scared you, which seems to be, uh, especially from our Twitter discussions this morning, uh, or watching the Twitter discussions you were having with people. That yeah. seems to be the main takeaway: is people found this, kids found this movie, fucking terrifying. And it's scarier than I remember it being. It's I, so dark. It has got some darkness, but that his nightmare sequence is as scary of a nightmare sequence as I've ever seen. Yeah, the I fire mean, it's clown, got the, the Dumbo vibe to <sighs> it of the like. This is just it's trying to be horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Dumbo, but I that's another thing I understand about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just can't stop thinking about this fire clown. Why? Like, I get it. You're a toaster. You're afraid of forks and water. But mm-hmm. why are you also afraid of a clown with demon horns being the firefighter? It's a gnarly... Like, And I don't have a problem with clowns. I think clowns are great. I think people who mo- are afraid of clowns are mostly faking it. But this clown is some shit. It's terrifying. Well, it, it, aren't people like kids are afraid of clowns because they're lot they're like slightly a deception or something, and kids have an instinct for that or something like that. I feel like that's what I clowns. think. Kids liked clowns until they were told they're not supposed to. Disagree. Well, actually, so we had a actually uh, we had a, a an interesting discussion back in episode um, where we were talking about it, and we had a famous oh, international sure. clown on. And uh, one thing that he said about it was that he be- his his part of his belief is that. Uh, what happened was in the late 80s, people figured out for $10 in makeup, you could go make $15 an hour as a clown. And so a lot of people who sucked at it started selling their services. Sure, 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 sure. And so the uh, a big part of how it turned into a horror thing is it was just mostly people who were shitty. And, That's fair. That's uh, fair. Not the true, the true clowns. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also, you know, a very famous serial killer who was a clown. There is uh, that, although I don't know and- if I, like... If people think about that as often, well, I mean, I think it's ju- it just goes into the zeitgeist serial killer clown, right? It just becomes like people don't think about the facts; they just associate one with the other. You know, does that make true, sense? True. True. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out what episode we watched it, but it turns out when you search for it, it, it includes almost every episode we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Bad SEO, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, they got with in the title. Uh, that's gonna throw it off. Uh. Uh, revisited that's messing it up spirited away has it in the middle yeah also our search feature is not great anyway we did watch it at some point um so uh okay so terrifying clown things it was uh episode 388 how did you do that i searched clown (laughs) on our site or on google on google (laughs) Uh, see that's what i should have done is i should have because our built-in web search is not that great um, yeah, 388. Good job. Um, yeah, why would ever? Why would I ever use our own search feature? Yeah, so we watched uh, uh, it in 388 and had a great uh, clown, uh, Rob Torres, who's like just uh, international phenomenal, like uh, Cirque du Soleil type clown. But anyway. not the clown who's in the Brave Little Toaster, who is terrifying. Is the worst. Uh, yeah. So uh, also, it's got more like sad, sort of existential stuff than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, it, like, like, uh, when they are, uh, all the cars are singing a song about how they're ready to die. Correct. In the junkyard. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Everybody's got like legit emotional trauma that they're dealing with. That's really affecting their whole shit. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. 
Uh, Anthony, did you watch this as a kid? What did Brave Little Toaster mean? How did it factor into your life? Uh, this is definitely a movie I'd seen before. I had not seen it in a very long time, so I didn't remember a lot of it. Um, yeah. I, I, it was definitely one of those movies that was like, I saw this as a kid, but it wasn't like in my regular rotation mm-hmm. um, of like movies I really liked. So this is the first time I've gone back to it in a long time. Um, and I, I like you, I, I sort of had like, a, I thought I remembered what this movie was about. Um, but very early on, I was just like, yeah, even for a kid's movie, this is a fucking weird premise. Yeah. Um, the like, air I, conditioner dying out of fear of abandonment, like, yeah. in the very beginning yeah. of this yeah. film, just really kicks it off. The yeah. air conditioner played by Phil Hartman doing yes. a pretty good Jack Nicholson impression <laughs> uh, is so fucking bizarre, like, yeah. very early on. There's a scene when, like, they're very, like... So, this movie is about a bunch of inanimate objects who were played with by the saddest child in the world who didn't own toys. Apparently played with a toaster, a vacuum cleaner, and an electric blanket and radio every day. So, my Uh, theory is he hates that vacuum cleaner. I don't think... Uh, I don't think he's actually like if all the when he gets all the appliances, I think he's like, oh, I guess I do need a vacuum, and that's why the vacuum was the shittiest of all the characters is because he knows this kid slash his master, as they keep calling him, uh, very upsettingly. Um, uh, he hates the vacuum. He's never liked him. Uh, he like radio. I get it. I had a radio that meant a lot to me at one point. A lamp, you know, you're you can, you can cuddle with it when you're cold. When no you th- one liked you- this vacuum. When you thought about what you liked about the radio, was it that it was a veteran that kept giving people military awards? <laughs> no, uh, my radio never did that, fortunately. My radio okay, just played well. radio stations. Um, it did sound like John Lovitz, though. Very strange. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of the good features of it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot he thinks he's a veteran, but clearly is know. not. How do you know? Oh, man. And he personally knew Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, well, man. I I assumed he was just crazy and lying about that, right? I mean, why would he lie? I don't know. What <laughs> what is real? Alex. Oh man. Uh what, what anyway, is, I my point is I uh, think he I think he hates that vacuum. I think he hates the vacuum yeah. for sure. I think the vacuum the vacuum went along knowing that he was unloved anywhere and so he might as well stick with these these are like his best chance at having friends. Well, it's yeah. it's either go with them or hang out with this dead AC unit rotting in the corner. You yeah, know, no it's kidding. like. Well, uh, and the tragedy the of this other... whole movie is if they'd all just stayed put, they would have been better off, right? That's yeah. one of the fun little uh, O. Henry style things about this is that they were like, they do this whole trek where they almost die repeatedly. Yeah. And then he just goes to pick them all up. And it Isn't really, that true? I feel like that's true of a lot of the like Toy Story kind of films. It's just like this was useless. Well, I was trying to think. I think in Homeward Bound they might have had a better shot of being found if they'd stayed, but I can't remember now. But yeah. I mean, in general, as the, like if you're going to take something away from this movie, it's that if you feel like you are lost, stay put. Yeah. Let people come find you. If you're constantly moving, it'll only make things harder, right? Isn't I mean, that... I feel like that's a, that's a better lesson for kids than most of the lessons from this movie. What are, yeah, what are the other lessons that you take away from this? Uh, the worst villain is a fat nerd with a monster truck. Who, okay. All right, let's talk about that scene. There's so much to talk about here. Um, uh, actually, you know what? We'll get to the, let's get to the fat nerd uh, in a second, because uh, 
I like him, and I think he needs some defending. But <laughs> um, look, he's just a small business owner who is doing what we should all be doing, which is like actually fixing things instead of throwing them away. And he is vilified for it. And he drives a monster truck for no reason. And that is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, here's like, the thing is like, if you make any inanimate objects living, somebody who just does a normal ass job is going to become a monster. Yes. You know? Oh, like, that's if, such a good point. If, if there, if it was, you know, like uh, a bunch of talking sausages, You'd have the butcher be the villain, right. you know. Like it's just—he's just, he's just or a guy who's Yeah, he doesn't fucking know that uh, radio's alive. He's yeah. just trying to scrap some gear, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's trying—he's trying to uh, sell uh, this, help this guy fix his blender. Although his yeah. business model is pretty crazy. A guy is like, "I need a new blender motor," so he takes a fully functioning blender <laughs> that he used to make breakfast not ten minutes mm. earlier. And just pulls the motor out and sells it for $5, much less than the cost of that blender. Yeah, so, and s- says that he had a box of that. Like yeah, and lies like about the like number. New. Yeah, he has a very strange business. But that's, you know, well, you know, it's the American dream, man. Start a weird business, make a yeah, I mean, living. The only way that he's like an actual bad guy is if he is aware that they're alive. Which right. would make this if he was like the one person who's aware <laughs> when no one's around, yeah, they come alive, and then uh, and that would like, be real fucked up. That would be so. That was that was my wife's suggestion to get out of this mess. She was like, "You can just talk. You're a toaster mm-hmm. who talks. You will surely end this standoff by saying, "Hey, man, don't kill my friend. I'm a talking toaster." Yeah. Well, it might be. What is that movie? Though the bear. It might be the Christmas toy rules, where if they get seen, they die immediately. Oh shit! That's dark. What movie is that? I think it's. It was. It was a before um, Toy Story. Toy Story type movie where. Yeah, the Christmas toy, a Jim Henson movie, where they were oh. all alive, but if they got seen by a. A, a, a kid or whatever they would die for real and then they would just kind of be an empty husk of oh a... shit that is jim henson dark i like that that yeah. is like some like god toning's lot's wife to a pillar of salt type shit yeah like, yeah yeah i'm gonna make you a living thing but if a child sees you your soul leaves and you become a husk of an item that That's is some really that is old shit. testament god for sure yeah. 1986 uh, that film it was wow dark. Um, I guess that's another. I guess since we're if we're talking about cinema sins for this, like things that don't make sense in this world, what is alive and what isn't? Because their Correct. fridge is not alive, mm-hmm. and yet later they meet a fridge that is alive. <laughs> so it's not fridges in general. So is that guy's monster truck alive? We don't. We never like. Is the office chair alive? Is it electricity that makes something alive? In which case, um, the blanket is actually like shouldn't be able to move its blanket as much. It should just be like a dead floppy blanket dragged around by a living control unit. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. I do not like. And all just the fridges is such an important question to me. Yeah, maybe it's dead. Oh my god, that's so. It's riding around in its in its corpse. Oh god. Well, I mean, they they mention at the beginning that they only have like one fuse left. So maybe the fuses just went out of oh, that. Oh yeah, you know? they blew a fuse in the cabin and everything yeah. died. Well, maybe that yeah, air I, conditioner killing himself. Did. Although you can it, bring back them back to life with a screwdriver. Cuz the yeah, kid fixes the, the air conditioner and he turns out fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. What is even real? Okay. So uh, I guess my uh, history with this movie is, uh, as has happened a lot on Does It Hold Up uh, uh, season, is nothing. I have like I was vaguely aware of this movie, and I know that whenever people bring it up, they flip out. But I have I had never seen it before, so this is my first experience with the Brave Little Toaster, and it was not what I was expecting. No. I was very surprised. I um, forgot that it was a musical. Yes. Well, yeah, same so here. did the movie until three quarters of the way through. Yeah, it has three songs in it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, one of them four? is about yeah. a B being a B movie. Th- it's, a, it's a B movie show. It's like, what reference is this? Who yeah. For? Well, yeah. That was a that was the worst song, I think. City Lights was bad. It's a B movie was much worse. Um, and then I thought Cutting Edge was kind of okay. And uh, people on the internet seem to like Worthless the most. Yeah. Um, I, the thing I liked about the B-movie show was the eight-track player that definitely just had tits, just like out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that in B-movie or was that in Cutting Edge? Uh, it was B-movie. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, it was great. All right, we have to we have to start saying the song B movie because I think we're talking about the Jerry Seinfeld B movie now, and I'm like, wait, was that in it? Did, were we supposed to watch that too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the B movie, except that it's just spoken by the brave little toaster in the yeah. middle of the. Oh wait, so B the the song it's a B movie was in the the workshop. It was the horror song. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So there was a, there was a, a another appliance in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the uh, that one, but. Uh, I'll never forget it. That's pretty interesting. I, I liked. Uh, what was the appliance? What was the, like the large, like room-sized boombox in the Cutting Edge song? Oh yeah, that thing was cool. That was the one appliance where I was like, I would still like to own that. That was a cool-looking appliance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I thought I thought uh, the Cutting Edge song uh, kind of slaps. That's what I thought. <laughs> It's going on your running mix. Yeah, yeah, I might do. Well, I'd love to. I mean, more. It would be more my style to run to the song "Worthless," but mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I've told you this before. Uh, but when I run, I, um, I hate it, and so I use the. I like to, uh, to motivate myself. I just curse the names of everyone who's ever wronged me while I'm Ooh. running. That's what I do. Oh, you pull, you pull an area stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the mountain. Yeah, I just like. <laughs> Uh, everybody who's done anything badly to me, even people who you don't know just... it, it's like kind of like deer hunting too. It's like a lot of people who don't know they're my enemies. Nice, I like you, that. You should uh, little pro tip. What I like to do when I run is pl- blast very loud music from very scary movies uh, oh. to kind of get like I like playing like the music from movies, like horror movies when people have to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like oh, sure. like. Like the music from It Follows or Twenty Eight oh, Days sure. Later. For oh like, my god! To me, that is how I. It's the only way you I can run motivate on full myself. Adrenaline. Well, yeah, exactly. I just I need to feel like if I stop, it's gonna get me. Whatever it is, like oh that's the god. only way I can motivate myself. To Anthony, run. I I thought the what what I was saying was unhealthy. This is scary. <laughs> you are you are not well. I am not. <laughs> uh, did you did you guys? See the part of the movie where the vacuum goes behind a tree. Oh, it takes a shit. Yeah, is that like, what that is? What did you like think dust- it was? I don't know. It was well, like the way the toaster looked at the blanket. Like, don't watch. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Private. Yeah, he's. It looked like he was like emptying his trash bag. It was right? he emptied like his, his trash bag, bag, but he, yeah, it, yeah, behind a tree in a way that suggests I thought taking a shit. 
And then yeah, yeah the toaster yeah, was like, sense. he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little pecker peeking. He was like trying to check it out. It's so weird. <laughs> everything about like none of the decisions in this movie make sense to me. Like, yeah. I get that you had a small budget and you were all like just out of Cal Arts and had never made a movie before, but everything they do is weird. Uh, I mean, flower- I just- yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, just the flower that saw a reflection of itself in the toaster and then died. It, it tried to <laughs> tried to have sex with itself in a mirror. It didn't work, and so it just died. What? Yeah. The thing with these movies is like I know. The, yeah, obviously it took like it was weird, but they had to animate this frame by frame. Right, 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 right. So it was hand. like this this dying flower scene took somebody a year, and yeah. at no yeah. point were they like, guys, this is weird. <laughs> yes, somebody had to animate that, show his boss, and then take notes on how to do a second pass on the oh, animation. Man. You know, someone was like, you know, can we have at like frame 46? Can you have like a little <sighs> bit more pop to the flower? Yeah, can you make it hornier? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I kept thinking during this movie, uh, like a very like a... You know, like the ship of, what is it, Ship of Theosis? What's that? Uh, yeah, Ship like of the- Theseus. Yeah, ship of Theseus. You know, like the you slowly replace everything. It's like when is it still the same ship, or yeah. is it still the same ship? Yeah. And it's like when these appliances are getting fixed, like the lamp gets a new light bulb at a certain point, uh-huh. right? And it's like oh yeah, that was interesting. Lamp- when we're trying to learn what is yeah, where does the soul of the lamp live? It's not yeah, in like the light if you. Bulb. If you took or the toaster, if you took apart the toaster and slowly replaced it piece by piece, would it still is it still the same toaster at the end of it in this movie? Oh, that's such a good. Or is it going to be a different mo- toaster? You know, I mean that's a hard question to answer with people, but I feel like with toasters it should be easy. There's like got to be like yeah. one control unit where you're like, this is the soul. Do you guys want to talk about the sequels to Brave Little Toaster? Oh my god! Oh so, hell yeah! I had no, I have no idea what this is, but you just told me. Uh, by text that they're bonkers so i cannot wait to hear about them uh all okay. i know is they are called the brave little toaster to the rescue and the yeah. brave little toaster goes to mars all uh, right so the brave little toaster to the rescue in this animated feature toaster and its appliance buddies including lampy blanky and radio i guess the vacuum died i don't know oh, head shit. off to a head off to veterinary school where their owner rob is a student but rob's assistant mac played by jay marr secretly wants (laughs) to sell the animals being cared for to a lab well where awful experiments will be performed on them luckily toaster and his pals are wise to mac's scheme and after the poor animals are shipped off the appliances set off into the world to save them wait So. so wait so why do they go to veterinary school because uh, the master goes to veterinary school. Oh. Okay, well, that actually Which makes is, sense because that's like a real dark job and is, people are super depressed in their vets. So I can see why he would go into that. That's so upset. Like, I, I, like, hey, man, I get it. You want to swing for the fences with your sequel. But let me pitch to you an alternate sequel to The Brave Little Toaster. Brave Little Toaster goes to college. University Toaster, right? Yeah, they already had, Yeah, uh, Toaster like, You. They've already had their adventures. Let them have like a movie when they just meet like a sassy margarita blender and like <laughs> have, <laughs> you know, have or, or are they tempted a, into into binge drinking by that blender? Right? Like, well, exactly. So many, That's the thing. The like dangers. a college, a college like comedy with the appliances at like hanging good. out like that. that Anthony, would be this is good. such a better movie than trying to than like being like in veterinary school and trying to save animals 
Yours makes so much more sense. Yeah, oh, but I mean, speaking of sense, uh, you want to get into what the third? Okay, yeah, to yeah. The Brave so, okay, so, so fresh off the success of the Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue, where they go to veterinary school. Yeah, what the ready? fuck causes them to go to Mars? Robbie, the master's baby, has been mysteriously beamed up to Mars. It's up up to our heroes, plus a handful of new friends, a fan, a microwave, a calculator, bag of cheddar-flavored popcorn. No, no, you can't make food alive. That's too much. And the contraption in the junk drawer to reach for the stars and bring him safely home. Starring the voice talents, hope you're ready, of Farrah Fawcett, Carol Channing, Wayne Knight, and Alan King. I've heard of those people. What are you guys doing in this movie? And featuring all new songs, this delightful tale overflows with friendship and courage. Disney's The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars is one fun-filled mission your children will love. What? Yeah. Um... Sorry, yeah. I just pulled. I just clicked on this uh, Wikipedia uh, page, and uh, my uh, gaze was origi- uh, immediately drawn to paragraph three of the plot summary, um, which is where hearing, which is this sentence. Check this out. Hearing aid's brother then reveals he is also originally he originally belonged to Albert Einstein, who left in the wake of World War II, during which he fell into the hands of a Nazi leader whose ideals influenced him leading him to become disillusioned with mankind and to escape to Mars. There's a Nazi hearing aid. The, as ref, revealed by Tinsla, the appliances on what? Mars were, were built on Earth by a corrupted Alpine manufacturer and designed to fail from the get-go under a scheme of planned obsolescence for kids. You know what I love the about these sequels? What the fuck is going on? I thing I, I love about looking up the Brave Little Toast, the sequels facts, is that... Disney didn't want anything to do with this first movie, but they're all over the <laughs> sequel. Disney was all over this like, one. Yeah, Disney's like, look, 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 man. Uh, this cute little story of Toaster, we don't want nothing to do with that. You're taking that Toaster to Mars, though. We gotta put Disney's name on that it. That is kind of Disney where they're like, look, if we're putting this on a big screen, we have the highest standards of quality. But if it's yeah. direct to video, we'll do fucking anything. Yeah. Well, there's also, it's funny, you know, the whole, like, Disney and Moe's have a really bad history in yeah, terms of, true. like, <laughs> that is true. Moe's Need Moms was yeah. such a disaster that it caused them to rename John Coder because they thought yeah. Moe's is what people hated. They thought so Mars was cr- a cursed concept. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, the idea that they're, like, like, were they looking at the Brave Little Toaster Goes the Moe's? And they were like, man, that was such a hit. If only... God, what do people love more than toasters? Moms. Uh, and, like, is that how they got there? Like, I, what? I'm sorry. This oh, is, uh, Steven the, Tobolowski plays the cal- calculator. This is all very good, Fuck but yeah. I, I can't believe we're not spending more time on there being a Nazi hearing aid in this movie. I mean, that's pretty messed up. What is going on? This is uh, really weird. Who plays the he- hearing aid? Well, it's, uh, it's, there's a hearing aid, and then the hearing aid's brother is the Nazi. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> to be clear. They have parents? Hold on. Family really f- opens this up. Were they born? <laughs> no, but also, I'm so upset by a, like, uh, by a sentient bag of popcorn, because that just, that just blows the doors off this physics that was already problematic enough. They meet a oh sentient God. balloon? Like, it does not, you can't, you can't just make everything alive. What That's is a lot. going on? It's a lot. This is fucking weird. 
Oh yeah, my I- god, uh, Tensela kills herself at the end of this film. All right. Jesus cool. Christ. Cool, cool, cool. Um, which does remind me, back to Brave Little Toaster, there is a yeah. lot of like uh, death or near death or willingness to die. Yes. Um, I believe when the blanket is being dragged into the hole of the mice who he originally loved because they were the first creature that would cuddle with him, he says, they're killing me. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah, the the blanket has, I feel like all of these could be really psychoanalyzed, like all of these characters. Yeah. The submissive blanket who just wants human touch is pretty Uh, fucked up. Yeah. The, like, toxic masculinity vacuum who was, like, not loved by his father. Toxic vacuumity, yeah. Yeah. Can't t- can't express his feelings, and then the lamp who's just like trying to deflect with humor, and the radio who thinks <laughs> the, yeah, the, the radio who's going through some shit, it's PTSD just a lot. radio, um, and then it's Toaster who is like the named property and has no personality at all throughout the movie. Correct. Although I would say poster the Toaster is a non-binary icon. I mean, has no gender in any of the films, so that's really the maybe why I love this film. Ah, man, I hate to t- I hate to not have that be true, but Wikipedia did say that it was described as he and a guy yeah. in the film, but I don't remember that. I don't, uh, yeah, so I and to, the, but the voice actor ca- calls it a she, yeah. and then in the following movies, the premise just calls them it, so I think people are just all confused. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, all they're right. all obviously inanimate. So I mean, yeah, it's a toaster, so it should not have a penis, but given how other things have <laughs> things they shouldn't have, I don't... <laughs> Vacuum clearly's got a penis. I I just love the idea of like a real upset red pilled motherfucker who is just cruising <laughs> Wikipedia pages to be like, no, the toaster's a dude. You could tell by the plug. <laughs> I mean, all of them do have Audis for plugs. That's true. Yeah, but I guess that means they're like fucking the batteries. That's not good. Yeah, God, I have. Is anyway. so weird, you guys. This is the most that I've just been like confused, uh, just befuddled by a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do kind of like I... the planned obsolescence thing. Also, I was really irritated that like the first half of the movie is mostly just uh, appliance puns. Correct. They, they really go deep into appliance puns, and I think that I... is not enough to hold up a movie. <laughs> The lamp is very into the, the appliance puns, but also everybody hates the lamp, which I relate to, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Here's something else. This is another minor moment, but that has just been sticking with me since last night that I just cannot wrap my head around, which is, um, so this the plot is, uh, oh, we haven't even seen, but if you haven't seen The Brave Little Toaster, so there all these appliances live in a cottage, a summer home, and that has been abandoned by this family. And for reasons that are never explained, they don't give a shit about the parents, but they're very dedicated to the child's son. Yeah, the parents who bought the stuff are not the master. And the like, kids, the vacuum. The that kid has never touched that vacuum before. Um, and so they, they, but they go on this homeward bound adventure to go find their master, which is a creepy word. Um, and they trek across uh, uh, the 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 country and they to make it to the city. Um, and then the it hey, turns Alex, out the, real, real fast before you gonna go that, I just want to say you keep bringing up how the mass is a creepy thing. I think you're looking at it in sort of like uh, a historical context when really you should be looking at it more in like a nice, supportive BDSM relationship he has with the uh, appliances. <laughs> yeah, you the, know, it's, 
They're into it's, it. That makes yeah, it's, way more it's, sense. It's more of a master out of like a dominating kind of fetish thing that's, than it that's is such a like good point. a power I was, dynamic. I was worried about you know? the, the troubling racial implications of this whole thing, but if I had thought uh, of it as that child was topping this vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Big I time. mean, the, now I'm kind of into it. a framed photo of the child next to the child's own bed. Yes. Another interesting <laughs> note is that... <laughs> They definitely know the kid's first and last name because they look him up in a phone book. Oh, that's so true. It's re- it's not. That and they the don't child know his name. is listed in the phone book. It's not correct. Oh my! I, it feels this feels like actually now that we're describing it, it feels sort of like a like if you had never been to Earth but you'd read books about it and had to make <laughs> a movie. Like there feels like a real like disconnect between like street smart book smart about what being alive means. Um... Like, just, yeah, you look people up in a phone book. Yeah, who cares that it's a 17-year-old child? Okay, you, so... So this is based on a book, right? Yes, it is yes. based on a book. It, make, it makes a lot more sense as a book, like a hundred-word book, I think. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is a short uh, book. Um, yeah. A bedtime story for small appliances. Oh, and the art's kind of cute. All right. Um, so, okay, so, the, uh, so, so they go on an adventure to go find this kid. However... The kid is just about to go off to college, and he decides the things he needs at his college dorm are the old appliances, specifically a toaster, a tensor lamp, uh, a vacuum cleaner. Who, which, who brings a vacuum to your dorm, you psychopath? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and a blankie uh, and a radio. Uh, even though he has a boombox in his apart in his house, anyway. Well, he so, would okay. just take it from his mom, who wouldn't get a. This new is one? the po- yes. This is what I was trying to get to. I, all of that was to get to this moment that is small, but is the one of the most haunting things, which is that the kid <laughs> says the master says to his mom, uh, "I'm going to go get this lamp from the the cottage," and she says, "Just take this great new purple lamp," and he said, "What will you read by?" And she says, "I will just get candles." Or, or I won't read. Yeah, or go outside. So here's what's... Okay, so this is a family that's rich enough to own a second home. Yes. And they never yet, go to. if their one lamp is gone, they will go to candles or just aimlessly wandering the streets at night. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is happening? Well, there's also the notion that, like... When you put your house up for sale, you don't get to just go back in there and grab whatever you want, right? Isn't it kind of a package deal if you're selling the house? I, I mean, you could sell it furnished or not furnished. I get, you could take yeah, your yeah, vacuum yeah. still. Yeah. I'm not that mad about that. It is weird that the last time they've seen him, he was a child. So these people have had this summer home abandoned for like 10 years. Yeah, they said they had a number of dates. It was like two thousand days or something, didn't they say that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they have decided, yeah, about ten years that they like ten years later they're like, you know, remember that other house we own and haven't visited in ten years? Maybe it's about time we sell it. It's so weird. That is a family so with too much money to just buy candles. Ten years of every time a car drove by, that blanket crawling upstairs and crying. Okay, for five can we, minutes. okay, that's an, okay. Uh, that Ten blanket has years. very good hearing. Because mm. yes. the blanket is like, stop! I hear a car. They build a tower, get it into the attic, it climbs to the window, and then you see a car come up over the mountain 
10 miles off in the distance. That car or that blanket has like probably problematically good hearing. Like he has that to listen to the film, the superhero <laughs> team up. Yeah, who cares about the brave toaster when you've got the unbelievable satellite dish hearing of the blanket of the submissive blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um so and then I told you I liked the 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 guy who fixes stuff. Yeah. Who has a who rescues them although he rescues them from the forest after the long synchronized swimming number where there's like a worm that keeps being bitten oh yeah yeah so they in the woods they find animals that are just very disney-like singing and having a great time and yet in keeping with their personalities for the whole movie all of the appliances are like "Ugh, get away from me happy frogs yeah they're so mean hey have you ever been locked in a house for 10 years alex you know what that's (laughs) like you know what that does to you I mean, that's the only good reading of this is that the yeah. ten years of abandonment; these bad things have happened to these uh, these uh, appliances in their heads. Yeah, they are not doing well. <sighs> so then they yeah, like this movie. This movie essentially is about a bunch of cons who get out and try to track down a kid they used to know. You know? Oh yeah, man. Well, oh, this, so this is the other thing. Like, uh, I love Homeward Bound, and the scene at the end of Homeward Bound. Where the dogs come, the dog and the cat first, uh, uh, is it Chance and Sassy come over the hill and they're like so happy. Um, and then the older kid is like, well, what happened to Shadow? And they're like, no, nah, he was too old to make it. And then Shadow like limps in and you're like so happy. Um, imagine if instead of three pets that you love dearly, it was your toaster. Who you like mostly because it's reflective yeah and And now it's just dirty and also it's a toaster like it no one is like oh thank god my appliance came home to me yeah that would be it would be so upsetting if your toaster just showed up at your doorstep (laughs) and it's like a little toaster too like it's in the (laughs) like what are you toasting in that tiny little toaster yeah child toaster yeah some yeah, someday I want to be. Uh, I mean, I have a toaster that's actually very similar to the Brave Little Toaster. It is shiny and reflective, and 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 has a a similar look. And all I think about when I look at that toaster is someday I'm going to be able to afford a toaster that'll toast the wide uh, bread. That's what I want. <laughs> I want yeah, I a mean, brave this, large toaster. <laughs> this this movie remind me. Did you ever see uh, Spike Jones directed an IKEA ad about a lamp? <laughs> you ever see? No. So it's like this this is ad for IKEA that Spike Jones directed that is like um this like family buys this lamp and they like bring it home and you see them like growing up and the children growing with the lamp in the house and it's just like all these close ups of this lamp that looks like it's almost like smiling. And then they buy a new lamp from Ikea and throw the old one out and it's like sad music is playing while uh-huh. like the rain is falling on this lamp. Uh, and then this homeless guy walks up into the camera and goes, it's just a lamp. Why are you sad about a lamp? They got a new lamp. Let it be fine. Uh, and he just yells at you for caring about an inanimate object. Uh, and then it's like, buy stuff from Ikea. It's a very funny, <laughs> clever ad. That's so but good. I'm definitely going to check that out. This movie reminds me... I kept thinking of that commercial... Um, like feeling sad. I just wanted like someone to walk over and be like, "It's a toaster. Don't worry about it." <laughs> well, that's what the guy who like fixes the appliances could have been like. Is like, stop freaking out. You're a lamp. This is what I do. This is good for us. 
Yeah, it's like, don't you want to be a lamp? What uh, do you... Uh, so actually, you know what? Uh, that reminds me. Uh, I'm just making a note to put a link. I'm going to throw a link to this IKEA ad in the uh, by Spike Jones in in the notes. Um, but I'm also gonna, uh, a couple weeks ago, Anthony, you mentioned that series of ads where the uh, NBA players pretend to be super old and then go beat people at street ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched them, and they are delightful. Yeah. So ads so ads so good. They got a. Film I know that's it's crazy. That's uh, but now I can see it. Like it's a really fun set of ads, and I appreciated that <laughs> recommendation from you. Oh, thank you. No worries. Hey, if you know, if you ever need an ad, come to me. I'm your yeah, guy. Yeah, you've got all the great commercial recommendations that I've been missing. <laughs> um, I, we should we should uh, uh, wrap up here on the brave little toaster. So um, it's so good. Like. I don't know what the lesson is. I guess we talked about it a little bit. Like, I don't, like, obviously, most kids' movies don't make sense. Right. And I want to say this is a good kids' movie, but it, what is it? Is it? No. What is it? Well, that's, this is going to be our final question. So, okay. uh, does okay. it hold up? Uh, Brave Little Toaster, Anthony, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, the question we've been asking all of season two The Brave Little Toaster, 1987 film by Disney, but keeping their name off it, does it hold up? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's pretty good. I mean, I think that if I, when I eventually have kids, when I'm introducing them to kids' movies, because uh, I think about that kind of stuff a lot. Like when I, uh, my wife and I, when we talk about having kids, like I, I imagine, like, oh, when they get this age, I'm going to show them this. And then I'm, I, I'm very yeah. excited about like introducing them to the things like, that'll destroy their fragile psyche. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, this, this movie. I don't think would be very high up on the list of things I'd be excited to show them. Um, but like, I definitely, it's definitely pretty good. I don't think it's uh, like an enduring classic or anything like that, but it's I, a good sit. I feel like the, like that seems like a nice idea, but in practice, what's going to actually happen is you're just gonna have to watch Paw Patrol all day. Cause they won't watch anything else. Yeah. And that's that probably likely, sucks. but yeah. But eventually we'll get the Toy Story, and that will be good. That'll be fun, yeah. Well, I, and I would say don't watch Brave Little Toaster first because it'll make them think they don't like the exact plot of Toy Story. Because it, like, if you haven't seen it, Brave Little Toaster is just Toy Story done crappy. Like, like the the guy, the the nerd with the monster truck is just Sid. He's just making Sid appliances. Like it's it's yeah. so similar. I think it's not necessarily done crappy. It's just that they didn't. They forgot to give character conflict to any of the characters yeah there's yeah like one there's one problem in the well, whole the, movie there is the conflict of they're all unlikable yeah and they just hate each other all the time it's seinfeld well, and it's not that super heavy theological uh weight that like toy story has in terms of like you know like there's like the kind of fun thought experiments we've had with this movie. Like you can do that with Toy Story and actually end up in some pretty interesting places. Totally. Yeah. While this just leads you down an existential hole that is like horrifying. This but it does. It does raise some interesting questions. Like what would happen yeah. if they went to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> what? But, it's Toy but what Story would a without Nazi Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> without Bo Peep, without Andy. Yeah. Without. It just. It doesn't have quite enough characters i feel like to be a yeah story. robbie is not nearly as, as charming as andy um although i do like his thriftiness like how many other kids would be going away to college and mom would offer you a brand new lamp and you'd be like no i'll get one from the dump yeah well the tv yelled at him to do it to be fair 
Well, no, but even before that, he was like, I'll go find some place. Like, where do you get crappy things? And then the TV was like, the dump. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, uh, sorry. Another thing that is haunting. Him and his super cool girlfriend. Like, she's so cool. She has a car. I love her. She has a car. She has a red <laughs> leather jacket. And she's like also chill with her boyfriend wanting to go to the dump to buy a, a toaster. She's and so cool. She's so cool. And they go and they show up at the dump. And uh, there are no people there. Correct. Completely unmanned dump. And he's like, well, we'll just go walk around and touch some stuff. And she's totally down. Yeah, I mean, she's she's thrifty, too. This is she's int- great. Thrifty and badass. That was a, yeah, that was an interesting, weird thing. Okay. I, I really like her. So for she's me, um, as, as listeners know, uh, if you have not seen the movie, we can't ask, does it hold up? So instead... Um, just like when I said it slaps a little while ago, this is part of my ongoing process of being an old person ruining slang by using it. So oh, uh, instead of asking, does it hold up? If you haven't seen the movie, we ask, does it fuck? And mm. uh, so The Brave Little Toaster, does it fuck? And uh, I don't think so. I, I think it does not. I No. I think it's maybe garbage. I yeah. hated it the whole time. <laughs> I... I'm like really unhappy about having watched it. Um, when they, like the, the the second song, like I like <laughs> my wife and I both went ugh when they started yeah. to sing again. Like there's just nothing. There's nothing in this movie that I was into. The only character I liked actually was the evil electromagnet. Um, really, that was helping felt that. put stuff on the yeah. belt to crush it. Um, because like, even though it's personified as being evil, all that electromagnet was doing was doing its job. And the reason it was chasing the toaster was not because it hates the toaster wants to kill it. It's because it was, its job is to put stuff in the crusher and this toaster fell off the belt and the electromagnet doesn't want to get fired. It's like, I I don't want to, I fucked up. I got to fix this mistake. My job is to put you in the thing. Like I'm here. Alex. Yeah. That's called the banality of evil, what you're explaining <laughs> right now, right? And that excuse didn't work at the Nuremberg trial, and it's not going to work here today. Man. That fucking magnet had a choice. I really love the follow-up Nuremberg trials where they're like, this is an electromagnet, but it knew the toaster was alive the whole time. It knew. Yeah. And it did this stuff anyway. Yeah, oh, I mean, you ever see the video of when they, you know, they hung the magnet? It was really fucked up. I, I mean, I watched it in I mean, history it's, class, but it's from a tower crate. It likes being hung. That's a good place for it. Um, oh, what was there? Was a thing where one of the appliances hung itself on its cable? Was it the lamp? That was during the. There was during the B movie song. There was a lot of imagery that. Oh my was, god! Yes, yeah. during the B movie song. What a death imagery! Oh, yeah. weird. They all want to die. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Laser, this is your movie. This is your choice. Brave Little Toaster, Mm -hmm. does it hold up? It's it's weird, because it's definitely better than some kids' media. Like, this is back when, like, movies didn't have to be made for kids to like them, necessarily, because kids didn't... (laughs) They were like, you get one animated film a year, and you will take it. Yeah, like, whereas, like, it's better than, like, A Shark's Tale or Cars, you know? It's like, there are worst films that don't have like heart okay look but uh, but also laser like, yeah cars is a very good movie that is not true cars too i'm not going to defend but cars i tried to watch cars very good movie i tried i tried so hard but cars the first is in my top minutes, three pixar movies are you serious yes. 
That's insane. I like Coz even. I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I but like it. I would so not... boring. I like it a lot. Also, the Cars Ride at California Adventure totally fucks. Well, the car the Cars Ride is great. I, that, that's enough cars for me. You know what? Cars, cars made me think I liked the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. That's how much fun that tow truck is. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've underestimated Southern accents in comedy. This is a fun guy. Oh, my God. It's Mater. Okay. It's like Tomater. Oh, it's great. Anyway, I like it. I thought I, it had a lot of heart. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed I I thought it was just a clean movie from beginning to end. It's a, I'm a, I was a fan. Okay. Well, good for you. I <laughs> I didn't I don't I don't know that it holds up. I don't know that Toaster is is a good movie today. There are better movies now. It, I feel bad saying that because I'm sure it was a lot of work to create, but it's just so <laughs> Because weird. every one of those terrible scenes took a year. Yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, any movie, it's already kind of staggering how many people were involved in every bad decision. But animated films, you just have to watch the bad decision unfold so slowly. Yeah. One frame at a time. Oh, yeah. 24 frames a second. so heartbreaking. Oh, my God. Probably better than the new Sonic movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know. They they went back to the lab just like Toy Story. Maybe it's going to be good. Uh, immediately when I started tweeting about watching this, somebody mentioned Fern Gully, and I was immediately like, shoot, we should have watched Fern I know. Gully. Fern Gully's on my shortlist, too. I uh, saw Fern Gully in theaters, and I have not seen it since, and I have I, same. no memory of it, except one of the things, like, is having seizures? Yeah, I remember fire. I remember... Yeah, fire. And it was, uh, like, plants. supposed to make us environmentalists, I have taken, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, yeah. so so you're going to say maybe, but no. kind of probably not. Yeah. This doesn't hold up. No, I want to be nice about it, but no, I don't. I didn't like right. So, it. Right. So, so you're speaking as a bad. person who's wrong about cars. You don't think this held up. Um, great to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, really quick before we go, uh, a couple quick things. Oh, I want to read something from the mailbag. Uh, we got an email a couple weeks ago. We watched uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, God. Which was <laughs> an okay time. Uh, and, oh, I have to, oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, I should have pulled this up, and now I didn't. Ugh. Okay. Um, uh, two things. First of all, we got this email uh, from Jess, who uh, wanted to uh, talk about, um, oh, wanted to point out, first of all, we were, we were really upset about why they uh, killed uh killed nick so casually and did not feel bad about it anthony i don't know if you remember this um it wasn't yes, just the own money to both prime bosses apparently there was a very short throwaway line that he also was a child molester <laughs> what isn't that crazy there's just a very that quick was... line at the beginning of the movie where they're like oh he also has this nasty habit of molesting children anyway but he owes a lot of money what a loser and then they just well, kill I... him I just like the okay. So this fucking movie, Lucky Number Seven. Slevin. I have never seen a Slevin seen a movie that strains so hard to make sure you understand every twist and nuance that they try to shove down your throat. Yeah, and that's the thing they decided to be like subtle and about they like it. It seems the, like they may have thrown it afterwards. Like, well, we do feel kind of bad. Yeah, it's still an ADO line. Just have yeah. him say off screen that he's a child molester. Yes, I think that's uh, what happened. 
Yeah, very strange. No, did not. I do not. Uh, if I had remembered that, I maybe would not have defended the guy on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little bit weird about that. Um, uh, and then Jess went on to say uh, that I that uh, they would happily do an entire episode about this movie just to talk about the insane wallpaper. And <laughs> I asked for follow-up and have not received uh, an email yet because I am super curious about the wallpaper in that movie now. So if you have any uh, any thoughts on the wallpaper in Lucky Number 11, I'm super interested in hearing it. Um, and then one other thing. Where did it go? God, I've been trying to find this and talk, and it's very difficult. Um, we'll talk. Yeah, you so, guys talk for a second. Uh, cars ride. Am I right? I like That's a pretty ride. good one. They, yeah. Damn, why does it keep doing yeah. this stupid twist? I mean, I really would say Coz is at like near the bottom of my Pixar list, but definitely like the sequels are below it. The Good Dinosaurs below. Yeah, it. Good Dinosaur. Probably put, easily done. Uh, the sequels are easily down there. Um, I put Brave maybe below it too, which I think is an okay movie, but not super yeah, I'd put great. Brave below it. Um, I I put Coz above Monsters University. Uh, yeah, sure. But probably right behind Finding Dory in terms of my kind of. Oh man, I definitely enjoyed it way more than Finding Dory. Um, what else would I put below Cars? Uh, oh well, uh, the the one with the stupid robots. Um, Wally. Wally. Wally, I think is like just above Dinosaur. Oh my god. Wally's yeah, terrible. Alex. Alex has awful taste. I no no no. I am right. I'm right about a few things. I'm wrong about a few things. But Wally is garbage, and it is well, so I, strange that people talk about it like it's good. Well, no, he, what? Here's I I I give you shit about your taste a lot, Alex. Yes. Recently, and I want to I want to give take that back a little because it's not that you have bad taste. It's that you have very good taste, except every once in a while you throw out this wild fucking opinion about something. <laughs> like, you usually are, are on, like, the same, like, uh, same, like, wavelength a lot of the time, and then everyone once in a while, you're like, Tom Cruise's The Mummy is the best film of the year. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, okay. Alex? I didn't say best film uh, of the year, but here's what I said about that. I said Tom Cruise's The Mummy is a very enjoyable experience for me. And you, you have talked more about Tom Cruise's The Mummy you and brought it up. I didn't bring it up just now. Yeah, once I brought it up. <laughs> you bring it up every 12 days. I mean, look, um, I wrote a book about mummies. I'm a big fan of cryptid things, and I thought it had some really interesting things with the mummy franchise but, and with the but mummy this is concept. What I, this is what I mean. Very good, similar taste to me, but every once in a while you're like, Wally's the worst Pixar movie and the mummy rules. And it's okay. like, Alex, what? Wally is it's so happening. bad. Wally is just an entire movie about how much they hate fat people. It is so shitty. Uh, it's the judgiest, stupidest movie. Um, however, uh, I, I look with the mummy, I am very happy to say, I know that I'm the outlier here, and I, I think I understand why. But I did enjoy it. But with uh, uh, with Cars, I think it's kind of weird. I think Cars like just genuinely just like struck so many chords with me. It was just a really, I mean, it's yeah, because you, know, you little, love Cars. Coming, I don't, I don't, I don't even like Cars. I hate Cars. I wish Cars were gone. Um, but the movie Cars was just very charming. I'm a if, if that was is a movie it, about Subway, I would like it, Subways. I would like it even more. Have but, you ever seen is, Doc Hollywood? Because that's basically the same movie. That's a big part of why I like Hose. Because it's like Michael J. Fox's Doc Hollywood, but oh, with vehicles instead of a doctor. 
Um, yeah, I just like it's just a good coming of age story, and I like that he like learns. He's like super talented. He learns to be humble. You like that he's an asshole. You like the novelty. I like cars that he stops being an asshole. One, and, I yeah. do have a car. How dare you? You do. I have a car now. We just got a car a couple months ago. It just got burgled last week. Ugh. Wow. We got you, burgled for you, the first time. Don't you like it because you you really just wanted Paul Newman to die, and it was his last movie, <laughs> so it reminds you that makes that sense. Yeah. He's no longer with you. I don't know. Isn't it? I don't know. I liked it. Okay, the one other thing I wanted to say really quick from our mailbag uh, was from at GH Peloton 1979 uh, from Jeffrey, who uh, it, during also from the Lucky Number Slevin movie, I said that I wanted to hear more fake numbers from people, and Jeffrey was kind enough to send along the um, uh, Michelin Web sketch number wang. Yes. That has a fake numbers round uh, that is very funny. Or they just have to say uh, numbers that do not exist, imaginary numbers, but not in the mathematical sense. And it was very, it was very enjoyable, and it was a perfect pull for this uh, purpose. So, thank you for that, Jeffrey. And, and thanks for everybody who like sends in stuff uh, on social and anywhere else. Uh, I especially love email right now because I'm getting and Twitter, but I'm really bad at checking Facebook. I, I, I will do it more. But um, if you have any uh, any feedback, if you ever want to be that guy. Uh, which just said uh, that uh, they didn't want to be that guy for sending in a thing about how cool the wallpaper is in Lucky Number Slevin. You know what? Just take up space. Be that guy. Like the we need more people discussing the wallpaper in Slevin because I have no idea what was happening there. If you're not gonna like get out there for the wallpaper, who will? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. It's like uh, you speak for the wallpaper because the wallpaper can't speak for itself. I feel like this is your job. So anyway, uh, uh, podcast at readdeshweep.com. We'd love all of your email. Be that guy, whatever it is. Everybody, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, That's all for the Brave Little Toaster. We'll be back again next week with another great episode of Does It Hold Up? Uh, we have so many more delightful things to talk about. Check out our our social, Facebook or Twitter, to see what we're watching this week. And you can watch along. Um... Also, I have this really—I just had this really fun idea for what's going to happen in uh, the summer. So June, July, August is going to be really neat. I don't know if I'm gonna—I think it's still going to be part of season two, but uh, really, summer of fun is going to start in a couple weeks, and I am super Ooh. stoked for what summer of fun is going to be like. Well, I'll just give you a little bit of a—I'll just uh, spoil it a little bit, which is that we got so much good feedback from the episode where we tasted old candy, um, mm. old style candy, not like candy that's been sitting around <laughs> for a while. Um, where we checked for candy from our childhoods to see if it held up. Um, so we're going to do some more active activities. We're going to be, instead of just watching stuff this summer, we're going to be going out and doing some experiences. For example, I don't think we're going to go to Arby's, but that would be a good example. Like, could we go to Arby's and see if it holds up? Um, is there a single thing at Arby's you could eat, Alex? Is probably there not. That's that a, isn't dead animal? That's a good question. Because they have the meats. That's like their thing. Yeah. They have yeah. fries. Yes. But I mean, that happens has to be like fried and like dead animal too. Well, Obi's just seems like a dead animal place. Well, let me click on veganfoodlover.com slash vegan options at Arby's and see if they've got anything for me. Not that oh. I'm vegan, but Ketchup. Uh, curly fries, <laughs> uh, a side of French toast sticks, uh, potato cakes, and sauerkraut. Well, what a lovely meal I'm going to have. I'm just going to have uh, French toast sticks and sauerkraut. Oh, what a, what a day. Um, Can't wait. Also, I'm able to eat Arby's sauce and Bronco Berry sauce. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Yeah. Just walk in to an Arby's and go, I would like uh, a round trip of your vegan menu. (laughs) Just give me one of everything. (laughs) Oh, man. That's awful. Um, 
No, I uh, I don't think we're gonna do that, but I'm pretty sure we are gonna do a does it hold up Denny's episode. Oh God! Because uh, I found out that Ezra and I, I'm, I'm I guess this is true of you too, Anthony. I didn't ask you about this yet, but um, I spent a lot of time hanging out in Denny's as a kid because it was a place that was open oh, 24 yeah. hours that I could hang out in. And I did that yes. with Applebee's. Oh. I don't know why that sounds so much worse to me. Um, <laughs> it is worse. Is it worse? Why. Okay, good. Yeah. It's also not 24, right? That was... No, but there was nothing in my town open 24 hours. It was like yeah. one of the few places we could go. And it was so it was like we would go... like we, And they would do... Uh, Denny's used to do... Probably doesn't anymore because it was crazy. But uh, bottomless hot chocolate... Oh, such a bad idea! Isn't that terrible? Like, we want we want teens here, and it was so much work too. Like the servers hated it. It was it was like way more work than the coffee. Uh, but we didn't we, uh, drink that much coffee. We were like fifteen, and so we would just go at like eleven p.m. and get five hot chocolates, just and just sit there, just one after another, hot chocolate. It was it was we were very weird kids, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, Denny's is. Uh, for me growing up, Denny's late at night is like the restaurant equivalent of like the state of Alaska. Just people who have nowhere else yeah. to go or running from something <laughs> or just trying to, trying to just yes. forget. Like it is like Denny's are just like this no man's land of just like, hey man, we're not going to judge you. We're all here for a reason, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, so we're going to so, so yeah. do. It really is purgatory. <laughs> So we're gonna lost shit up in a we're gonna do an episode of Denny's. We're we're probably gonna do one at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, oh my god! We're gonna. Go, I mean, obviously the pizza doesn't hold up, but we're gonna go try to win some tickets. I think. Um, anyway, we got a bunch of fun stuff for the summer of fun. So if you have something that like you an activity you did a lot as a kid and you want to see if it holds up, we would love to try it too. So send us an email podcast at readdashloop.com. Um, special preference to meet buddies who have suggestions. So, um, but send them in. If there's something we can do for the summer of fun, we would we would love to. So get those suggestions in. Um, thanks for being here, Laser. Uh, remember yeah. at Laser M Weber on Twitter, and also the new Double Clicks album coming out this week. TheDoubleClicks.com, and it's called The Book Was Better. Yes, it's all true. I didn't want to interrupt. No, yeah, sorry. I, all... I wanted you to enthusiastically agree. Oh, Alex, thank you so much. You're the best. What a good plug. Everybody check out Alex's angry magic videos. That's not... <laughs> oh, man, you sure do know how to hurt a person. Um... <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I was trying to do a good plug for you, not get a compliment for myself, and certainly not get such a biting description of my Instagram content. I am so happy to be here. I am not trying to be angry, and it's not just magic, but I can see why you think that. It's just like, uh, this is, I could do this, but I hate myself about it. It's great. I love watching it. <laughs> that is actually, that is probably what it really is. It's just like, I'm embarrassed that I spent seven years learning this stupid thing that I never use. Um, it's cool. They're cool things. Yeah. But- I'm impressed, but I don't know why you hate it so much. Um, but I guess that's your brand. But no, it's, I don't. This has never been my brand. I don't hate. I like things. Oh, mm-hmm. my brand is stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll okay. This has been very good feedback. Also, I need more <laughs> of my friends to move to LA so they can text me and tell me what my brand is. This has been it's very <laughs> helpful. Uh, I will uh, try to be not. Well, I'm because the video I made for next week I de- is not a magic trick, but it's definitely. 
kind of angry, and now I'm really self-conscious about it, but I don't want to reshoot it all because I wasted so many eggs. Wow, I can't wait to see it. Anyway, I'm on uh, Insta at Alex Falcone, so if you can, if you want to check out Angry Magic and other interesting talents that I've learned over the years, uh, you mm-hmm. can check those all out there. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for being here, Anthony. It's always great to talk to you. Always fun to be here. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.